when we consider um, the number of organizations or apps or you know rewards programs that we we belong to every single one of those that we interact with has a piece of our information and when they are impacted you are impacted welcome to mission critical a podcast about the big picture the purpose and the values that drive today's most game-changing companies entrepreneurs and leaders i'm your host lance chung editor-in-chief of glory media and I'll be introducing you to a group of brilliant minds who are making an impact on the world and forging the path ahead. While they may all be very different from each other, the question remains the same. What's your mission? Hello, Lee. It's so nice to meet you. How are you? I am great, thank you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm so excited to be chatting today because um, the topic of our conversation is something that I think people are obviously aware of and increasingly so, but it kind of can feel a bit nebulous and very kind of, you know, uh, uh, vague and, and hard to understand and, you know, frankly, a little bit intimidating. So today's chat is all about just breaking that down into like a one-on-one um, and really learning more about what cybersecurity you know, what the state of cybersecurity is today and, and how people can really be aware and have some literacy around that. So I'm excited for our chat. Me too. I couldn't agree more about the need to increase our awareness and just understand because most people find cybersecurity scary. They don't understand it and they don't know what to do. So this is the first step, having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we kick off by talking about just like a little bit about yourself how you got into this wild world of cybersecurity and and what really kind of uh, underscores your passion and interest in really helping Canadians and people, um, you know, stay protected against a lot of the things that are out there. Absolutely. So I had been with TELUS for over 17 years. Not sure how that happened. Uh, Time just continues to fly. I have worked in small business and large business. Now on our consumer side, um, I have led product and pricing and marketing and communications, municipal relations. So I I actually bring a really broad, um, broad experience. And and I was actually tapped on the shoulder to to lead our online security portfolio when it was first launching. And I think probably why was part of my, my background in history. Um, but online security was a very new a new space from a consumer, consumer perspective. TELUS has always been security first and, and has a really robust business uh, program around cybersecurity, but we were really evolving and expanding it within the consumer um, consumer segment. So um, I joined as uh, as we were really launching our TELUS online security product and, and, and I have learned so much. You know, when I first joined, I was like most people probably listening, you know, you'd heard about cyber risk, you'd heard about, you know, ransomware attacks and, and you were aware of phishing and we've all received those phone calls or, or those emails but I really didn't understand the scope and size of it, um, nor did I really know what to do. And so I sought about educating myself and I have spent the past several years learning more, um, being a student of of what's been happening and and staying on top of it because it's changing so fast. Um, So why I care about it is, is, 
we all need to pay more attention to our cyber safety. And as Canadians, we quite often think, oh, that's not happening here. Or, you know, I'm not rich or famous. It's never going to happen to me. And, and that is, is, is really a, a false statement. And it's something that we all need to really pivot our thinking to realize it is happening here. Um, when, when we actually think about the size of uh, the, the risk in Canada, um, it, most people be surprised to learn that uh, in 2022, Canadians lost over 530 million to fraud. And that was with only 5% of the population reporting it. Right? or the 5% of those that were impacted reporting it. So the problem is so much bigger. And, and, and so much of what we do now living in a digital world creates that risk. So that's why I care. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, you know, it's increasingly becoming, I feel like, a topic that is um, more and more frequent in you know, news stories, headlines. You hear a lot of, about like data breaches and um, so it's increasingly becoming a part of the conversation. So when it comes to, you know, that topic, where are we at in terms of the state of cybercrime today? And what are some of the misconceptions, I guess, around cybersecurity? Because, you know, we, we're used to hearing certain terms and terminology, but do we really know exactly what that means and what are kind of the misconceptions around it? I think the number one misconception is that it'll never happen to me, right? You know, people think it's it's only those that are really, really rich or those that have um, like really big brands, and and they're certainly at risk too. I think all of us are at risk when when we consider um, the number of organizations or apps or you know rewards programs that we we belong to. Every single one of those that we interact with has a piece of our information, and when they are impacted, you are impacted. So there's there's the things that we need to do to keep ourselves safe. So don't click on things. You know, we'll probably go through in our discussion a list of all the things that that everyone should do. But we also need to understand that even if we do everything right, our information is still at risk because it's out there. Every single business or organization we interact with. Um, and even as businesses, every other business that your business interacts with has information. And so when when that is kind of the, the foundation, it's creating a significant opportunity for cyber criminals. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that's also happening is the, the complexity and the frequency of cybercrime is increasing. We have um, our the threat actors um, are leveraging things like AI, right? As much as we're using AI, to, to advance good stuff, it's also being used for bad stuff. So um, we need to just recognize that and then all begin to behave differently. So it's happening everywhere. Uh, I think three in four businesses, uh, three in four Canadian organizations have experienced the data breach that we learned through an IDC research study we did last year. And that's most of those have happened within the past three years. So this is happening. We need to to take steps to protect ourselves. And it is everyone from an individual to a business. And one of the things that we quite often see in large businesses have entire departments um, dedicated to this. And one of the biggest challenges that small businesses face is they don't have the resources or both from a people or a financial perspective to, to uh, have robust um, teams focused on this. And so we all just need to take a very um, kind of cybersecurity first posture and make sure that we are taking the steps to protect ourselves. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to kind of like the diversity of different types of cyber crimes, is there like an organizational hierarchy to them um, or like an order of, you know, you know, I don't even know, like priority or, or, or order of um, organization to the threats that are out there? Cybercrime is big business. So when we start to understand that they, they operate like organizations, they are, they have people that are focused on certain components. Someone might steal the data. Someone might be, you know, doing phishing attacks. Someone might be then repackaging and selling. So you start to think about um, all of the functions of it. It's significant. So it is, it is very structured it is it is it's no longer affecting it's not bound by borders it you know it's also very very difficult to identify and prosecute behind so it's it it operates in this this really big gray area that makes it challenging so everyone needs to begin to um take steps to protect ourselves and then from within the types of fraud um you have so many different types so identity theft is one mass marketing fraud, where they're actually going after uh, intellectual property, money laundering. Um, you have the ransomware attacks, the trying to, to attack like organizations that have massive amounts of information. So there's a million different types of, of cybercrime and fraud. What an individual Canadian would most often see are the, the more common things, right? Where you have phishing scams or you know, investment scams, romance scams, spear phishing, um, social engineering. It's all those kinds of things that are, you know, we would more often see. Uh, you know, the investment scam is where people are trying to come at you with uh, an opportunity. You see, you've seen a lot of this around cryptocurrency. And so they're, they're coming at you with, we can earn you higher than normal, you know, provide higher than normal investment returns. Like it's too good to be true. It probably is. Um, but people do fall for it there, especially in the cryptocurrency space, because it's kind of unknown and people talk about it and they get excited about it. Bitcoin. Um, so we need to be re really wary there. You've got the romance scams and it, it continues. We people date now online, right? That's how you meet people. And so you need to be really careful with who, you know, the sites that you're using and, and the individuals that you are connecting with. Um, because the scammers in these cases enter relationships and, and they get your trust and, and, and your affection, and then they use that to, to get money. So when people are asking you for money, you need to, you need to really, really be careful. Um, and then, you know, classic spear phishing type pieces is where fraudsters um, appear as a trust source and try to get you to give them information they try to to get you to um uh, well provide money and those different things and social media is a is a huge opportunity because so much information is out there um and many people don't have their social media profiles locked down and and even if you do have it locked down they can scrape some some information and use that to pretend to be one of your friends and then try to get you to give information or click on things and and more often than not, the the bulk of our of of the attacks are actually um, facilitated through us clicking on things because we believe it's someone we know. They sent me that picture. They sent me that link. I, it, it's safe and it's not. So you really need to be careful. Um, 
just don't click is a, is a great, you know, validate that the person sent it to you. Make sure that it is legitimate before you, before you click. Yeah. I find, I don't know if it's just me or, or what, but lately there have been so many messages that I receive more so now than ever through text of like people trying to pretend to be like a financial institution or my Netflix account uh, or this or that. And it's always like click here to resolve or something. But, and some of them are very convincing. I have to say like, even though that I'm aware that you're never supposed to be clicking on links and these institutions would never um, contact you about that kind of stuff through text. So I have to say that sometimes it's like, I have to give it a moment to be like, okay, this for sure is not a real thing because this is not how they would do it. But the language and, um, and sometimes the urgency of which they are putting together these messages makes it feel like you, if you don't click on it, then you're, you're going to be, you know, putting yourself in a, a bad situation. So it's, it's, I feel like it's just become very sophisticated in terms of the way that it's, uh, these, these kind of scam artists are, and scammers are, are trying to target people. It's so true. And, and, you highlighted the piece there where the sophistication has increased. It used to be easy. You got an email from a prince from some faraway area and they wanted to give you millions of dollars. It was rife mm -hmm. with spelling mistakes. It was, you're thinking this is crazy and it was crazy. But now the, well, especially at this time of year. So everyone is shopping, you know? Um, and so when you have packages arriving, right? When those packages arrive, you're expecting packages. And so when you receive a fake notification from one of the many delivery companies out there, you are predisposed to, to think, yes, I did order something and it's coming via that, that company. And it is, it's not them, right? So they make it sound like um, it, it is legitimate. And because of the activities that we're taking, it, you're more susceptible to believe that it is. And the languages, the, 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 the quality of the communication has increased significantly. I mentioned AI. They're using AI to write these things. And we've even seen it used to just be in English, but now, again, AI is allowing them to do it in all different languages. So you need to be far more vigilant about what's coming. Uh, checking who that email is from, uh, the phone number, you can actually double check if that phone number is attached to that legitimate business. Um, websites, you need to be making sure that they either have the lock symbol, that you've spelled it correctly, uh, because you see many of these things, it, it looks so legitimate. And, and it really, you just need to be super careful. And in many cases, especially with the shipping ones, um, if it's Canada Post, you can actually now, you have your package number, you go to their site to, to do it as opposed to clicking on things. So the, a lot of companies are changing how they're doing it to make, to make it more safe for consumers. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so wild. Um, I have other questions, but I, I want to, I don't want to go on off on too many tangents too, because I'm, I'm thinking of things as we're, as we're talking too. But um, I guess like, do you find that there's a peak in these kinds of, um, you know, cybersecurity attacks during high, I guess, peak moments of like e-commerce activity, like holiday shopping seasons or Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what specific risks do you feel Canadians or, or any individuals are more susceptible to during those peak moments? 
think it's important to understand that breaches can happen anytime, right? Attacks are happening all the time, as, as you highlighted. But because we are more active online, we are we are shopping, we are searching, we are buying, um, our volume of activity has increased. And everyone is feeling the same you know, financial crunches, and, and it's even more kind of pronounced during holiday seasons, we're looking for deals, right? We're looking for, for great opportunities. And there are great sales out there. But shopping scams are actually one of the uh, a huge risk. And I, I continue to be stunned with some of these shopping scams because you have completely legitimate looking websites. It looks like the real thing. Um, but maybe one letter is different or there's there's something unique about it. And we even have cyber criminals. They're placing legitimate ads, right? They're placing an ad and, and they often start the ad with the correct link into a website and then they change it and have it go to their fraudulent website. So you think you are seeing things that are that are legitimate and then you end up on these other sites and you shop like it's a normal, you think it's real. And then you enter your credit card and then the, the, the thing you bought never arrives and it's because it wasn't actually legitimate. So you need to be super careful. You can go directly to company websites. Um, if you think a deal is too good to be true, then call them, find out. Um, be careful when you are clicking through, um, it, it, you know, because you just need to be incredibly vigilant and not not trust. Uh, we also see the same thing with some of the uh, sweepstakes or charitable, you know, um, charitable, you know, give it this time of year. You need to make sure that it is the legitimate website, right? You need to, you can check with the CRA website to make sure it's a legitimate charity um, and make sure it's the, the correct sites. And if someone's trying to give you money, um, within Canada, you don't have to pay taxes on, on that money um, or those winnings. So if they're asking you to pay for something, it's probably not legitimate. So because at the kind of shopping season, the high, the high purchase online um, type area, we need to make sure that we are being very vigilant and not falling prey to some of these really complex and, and they, they, they look legitimate. So you just need to be incredibly careful and make sure of the, the addresses that you're going to and double check um, before you click on things. Yeah. Do you think, is there, I'm curious, is there like a profile of like the average or typical kind of cybersecurity victim? Because to me, in my head, when I think about people that would fall, um, you know, prey to some of these things, I think of like, my grandma or like my parents that are maybe not as uh, literate when it comes to technology and, and these kinds of like things that have a little bit of a nuance. But do you, I mean, in your experience, have you found that it kind of applies to everyone or does it kind of skew a little bit this way or that? What's your, you know, experience on that? It's a great question. And I think I can answer it two different ways. So number one, you can do everything right and still become a victim of identity theft not because of anything that you did. Mm. So cybercrime, sure, they can, people want to steal your credit card and use that. What they actually want to do is open up an entire different account. They want to open up another credit card so you don't see that. So when when you are impacted by a breach, they're gaining that, that, that privacy, the private information, your PII. They then take that and then try to do things with it. Um, so those when they're opening up 
their own accounts when they're opening up. Well, I say their own, they're opening up accounts with your name that that can happen to anybody and actually just happened uh, last week to one of our team members at TELUS. He he received he actually has TELUS online security. So he was notified overnight. He received five notifications um, from our service, ident- you know, letting him know that uh, a fraudster had opened a credit card his, in his name. They had changed the legal name, the address and the phone number attached to his credit file. And, oh my gosh. and and so the, the notifications came through and he went, what the heck? That's not me. And part of our services, you click one button, say, that's not me. And an investigation is is opened up. So he is young, tech savvy. He actually works in our digital team. He is incredibly knowledgeable. He didn't do anything wrong, but his information was was captured from somewhere else. So another breach impacted him. So that's an example of it's not just your grandma. I think there's certainly, uh, which then comes to the second side. So the one is you didn't do anything wrong, but your information has been compromised and someone has used it to commit fraud, identity theft. The second is where you do click on something or, you know, you have, um, whether it's a, a ransomware attack or malware or, you know, uh, phishing, like you have clicked on something, and now now some bad stuff has happened. That um, people who are less tech savvy are at more risk. But as you've already highlighted, the legitimacy, like the way it looks, the sophistication of these attacks, it's no longer you can't just say, "Well, my grandma's at risk." All of us are at risk because of the sophistication of it. So. Unfortunately, um, no, there is no one profile any longer of, of who is at risk because we can do nothing wrong and still be at risk or any one of us can make a mistake and click um, and, and then you know, yeah. obviously have bad things happen. Yeah. So with all that being said, what are some things that people can be doing to protect themselves and their information knowing that all these, th- all these things are happening? Um, what can people do to be proactive around these kind of um, systems? There's so much that we can do. Um, And I'll break it down into kind of two parts. One is some of the things that we all just need to think about and and begin doing, because we wouldn't think of leaving our home without locking our front door. And yet our identity, our most valuable asset, we're not doing things to protect because people don't know what to do. So the number one thing you can do is start to get educated. Having this conversation today, Lance, is, is awesome because you're bringing awareness to something that Canadians are afraid of. They don't understand. And when you don't understand something, we quite often put our heads in the sand and think, well, it's not going to happen to me. And that is is not the case. So we need to make sure we're taking steps to actually protect ourselves. So number one is education. Um, and then some of the simple things that you can do to they're free and they, they're just behaviors. Number one is creating unique and complex passwords for every login um, and, and, and you know, site that you, you go to. Passwords are probably our most vulnerable spot because everyone gets overwhelmed by the number of passwords because we have so many different sites. So doing something like even just writing down your your unique and complex password to, to remember it. Using something like a password manager certainly makes that easier, but taking that time to make sure that we are 
um, providing uh, unique complex passwords is the most important thing. Two-factor authentication is another one. People quite often get, um, they're, they're confused or they, they get frustrated by two-factor authentication. And what we have, what we recommend is that they don't, they don't think about that as a bad thing. Embrace it because it's actually there to protect you. In fact, we're heading down a place where multi-factor authentication, it's going to be more, uh, more and it's there to protect ourselves. Don't do uh, information sensitive tasks um, on public Wi-Fi. Public Wi-Fi by default or by definition is public. So be behind a VPN or don't, don't conduct that sensitive information um, actions over, over public Wi-Fi. Making sure your Wi-Fi router is behind um, a firewall. So you have password protected um, encryption. Super simple, most, um, most of your uh, modems allow that to happen. Making sure your device software is always up to date. I know some people get frustrated. Oh, I've got to download yet another one. Yeah, a super simple thing would be to lock down your privacy settings um, within social media. You want to make sure that you know not everyone has access because some of the social engineering attacks are happening because of what we share. Um, a really silly thing is don't play those games, you know, my mother's maiden name and my this and, 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 you know, cause they're, they're actually trying to glean information from you that that can be used. And that information is, is, is public. So don't play those games. Um, monitoring your financial accounts is a really important thing to do. Um, but as I was saying to you, it's not just about monitoring your accounts and your credit cards because cyber criminals are actually wanting to create other identities. They want to use your information to create their own um, their own credit card um, and, and accounts. So that's where you actually need to begin to do credit monitoring. So checking to see um, what information or, or what's happening as the example that I gave to you of our team member, because he had credit monitoring, he actually started to see that that was happening. Um, and a super simple thing you can all do is do a dark web scan. Uh, the dark web is an anonymous and encrypted area of the internet where individuals buy and sell a lot of things. Um, don't need to get into the details of what's being bought and sold there, but that is where your information is being bought and sold as well. Um, and TELUS offers a free dark web scan at telus.com slash dark web, and it will tell you the number of times that your information actually has been compromised. One of the... Um, one of the things that I did see was uh, when I first became, um, when I first signed up for TELUS Online Security and I got my dark web scan, is I had, be, I had been um, impacted five times by um, a, a breach and I didn't know about it, right? So you need to go take steps to change your passwords, change your logins and, and kind of protect yourself. And if any of the sites that... Um, I had been impacted at, I had the same password, I had to go change those other sites too. So just getting that awareness. So all of those things you can do are free. Um, you can go beyond that um, and, and, and you can do it uh, yourself um, by actually purchasing additional, um, additional products to whether it's a VPN, um, you know, antivirus software, credit monitoring, but often when you're doing those things, it actually adds up. So where we have, we've tried to create TELUS online security to, um, to make it, make it simple and, and, and easy for customers to, to stay safer. And so for as little as $10 a month, we, we are making cybersecurity easy.
So can you tell me, yeah, I mean, like my next question was really talking to really kind of explore, like what are the tools and the solutions that people can use to really, you know, defend themselves. But can you tell me a little bit more about this uh, software that, you know, Talus has um, and how it's really there to help protect people and consumers? And, and do you have to be, I guess, a Talus consumer? Uh, you don't have to be a TELUS customer. So our TELUS online security can be purchased regardless of who your mobility provider is or who your internet provider, anyone. So any adult Canadian can subscribe to TELUS online security. We work on top of whatever uh, whatever device or, or network that you have. Um, so TELUS online security provides that really simple solution to, to make cyber safety simple. So we help detect and alert you to uh, when you're at risk and then help you recover should uh, the worst happen. So the, the key is you need to be proactive from a cyber safety perspective. And that's the hardest things is we can think about doing a dark web scan once, but you got to keep doing it because you never know what is going to happen from um you know, in, in, in the world of, of cybercrime. So the, the key from a TELUS online security is that prevention um, element. So we monitor, uh, we monitor all global threats for viruses and, and malware, malicious websites. We provide a VPN, so helping you uh, lock down your privacy. Um, we, we also provide a password manager. So I was talking earlier about unique and complex passwords. When you look at the volume of the volume of, um, you know, logins that we have, they're significant. And so having um, having a, a password manager helps make that simple. And it actually uh, syncs across all your different devices to make it easy. So prevention is key, but then you have to go into that proactive, which is around detection and alerts. And so we continuously uh, scan the dark web for your personal and financial information. We will alert you um, should it be found. And then we've also got um, the you know bank monitoring, uh, investment account monitoring, social media monitoring. All those different um, elements is is how we help make sure that you you stay safe. And then it's the recovery. So the third part is should the worst thing happen, we the, we now provide, uh, we have a dedicated restoration specialist that will help you recover uh, your identity, help you support you through the process because the cha most challenging thing is most people don't know where to start. And so lastly, we also provide um, up to $1 million in related identity theft expense uh, reimbursement depending on your plan. And I guess, what did you say, uh, $10 a month? Starting or... for $10 a month. Which, you know, is what a lot of us pay for our Netflix on a monthly basis or Spotify, or, you know, one of those things. So I guess it really shouldn't be so much of a mental barrier to add on something that is uh, protecting your digital identity and all everything that comes with it. How can someone identify if their personal information has been compromised. Because as you were talking about um, previously, you know, sometimes the information can be compromised without us even doing anything. So how do we know um, when that information has been compromised? Um, are there any obvious signs? I guess you kind of also have talked about, you know, doing an audit on yourself, but um, yeah, is there any more anything else that we should know about um, understanding that? 
A dark web scan would be a great way to, to tell you that um, the information has been compromised. Some other signs, you might start increasing or start receiving an increased volume of mail um, that you didn't sign up for. Uh, you might, so what, you know, you obviously know if an email has been compromised, you're all of a sudden getting a flood of, of phishing emails that are coming in. Um, one of the scariest things that people often find out is they've been a victim of identity theft when they start receiving collection notices. So the collectors are now coming at them to say, you owe us, you haven't paid us. And the individuals are surprised thinking, I didn't do that. So that's often how you find out that you're a victim of identity theft, which is why we need to be more proactive. So back to educating ourselves to what are the things that I should be doing, taking the steps to protect ourselves, and ultimately actually signing up for some preventative, uh, you know, cyber safety tools like TELUS Online Security to help ensure that we are safe. Yeah, yeah. What would you say are you know, some general resources that people can access um, when it comes to understanding cybersecurity and the literacy around it? There's a lot of great resources. Um, you will find uh, within the CRA, so CRA, the CRA has uh, in their website has a lot of information about the scams. So educating yourself into the scams. Um, Better Business Bureau also offers a lot of the same kind of background information to see what's actually happening. TELUS offers um, a really valuable resource, which is called TELUS Wise. It's a free digital literacy program that empowers individuals to stay safer in our digital world. Um, and we have Teleswise online basics um, for people that are just getting started. We spend a lot of times in schools as well to try and educate kids um, on on to how how to be safer online, um, how to um, how to choose devices, operating systems. You know, make sure we're connecting to the internet safely. So there's lots of information that's available. Um, from, from TELUS um, and then just, you know, again, taking taking the steps to, to be safer. Um, you, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre is another place that has a lot of information and, and should you have, should you be impacted, you should really be reporting it um, there as well. As I mentioned at the outside, only 5% of individuals are reporting um, the fraud when it happens. And so we wanna make sure that we're, we're, you know, educating and sharing the information. There is nothing to be ashamed of if you are a victim of cybercrime. It is happening more common than you think. Uh, you highlighted how many emails that you're receiving on a daily basis. So this is happening. We need to talk about it. And, and part of this, by talking about it, we're helping educate individuals on how to be safer. So do you think, because a lot of the, what we're talking about is like being proactive about it, but ultimately people, um, you know, there's going to be people that are not proactive, that are not, and then end up being victims of a cybersecurity attack or, or identity theft. And so what's, I guess, like you've kind of already talked about, like the reactive uh, response and in, in reporting, do you find that people are not reporting because of like the shame associated with it, or they just don't know that they should be reporting it? Why do you think that that's such a, like the self-reporting numbers are so low? I think it's a combination of both of those things. Mm. Um, I think the awareness of cybercrime is still low. You know, people will be surprised to hear that Canada is actually number three in the world for countries with the most cyber attacks. You know, wow. people would people would not believe that, and yet it it is happening. That's what the data tells us. Um, so I think people are afraid. 
they don't understand it. They are afraid. And, and when they, um, when you don't understand something, it leads to inaction because you don't know what to do. So we're, we're again, trying to raise awareness to uh, be aware of the, the, the risks that are out there. And then should something happen, reporting it, um, and then actually begin to take steps to protect yourselves. So those are the the things that we need to do. And, and the only way we increase awareness is by having conversations like this. Yeah. As we kind of, you know, taper off here, cybersecurity and kind of the threats against cybersecurity seem to kind of go in tandem with the sophistication of technology and how that continues to evolve as well, obviously to kind of adapt to the things that are happening. So from your perspective, where do you see the evolution of cybersecurity, you know, in the coming years down the road, um, based off of, I guess, like what's happening in business and technology and commerce, do you see kind of a larger emphasis on one area or the other? Um, what's your POV on that? It's a great question. Um, as I was saying earlier, it used to be easy to spot these, these attacks or these, these threats. Um, but the tactics have become increasingly believable, um, sophisticated. Uh, and so cybercrime has really evolved where it was, you know, credit card fraud and, and now kind of moving into uh, impersonating victims, stealing your identity. Um, so scammers, you know, they take the time to browse your social media accounts and, and look to try and impersonate someone that you know with that goal of tricking you. Cyber criminals are using artificial intelligence, right? So as much as we're using artificial intelligence to identify the threats that are coming, cyber criminals are also using them to become more sophisticated. Um, they can like deep fake, they can, they can mimic people's voices, they can evolve their tactics and it's, it really makes it challenging. So I think we need to expect that cyber criminals are going to continue to evolve and, and we need to evolve with it, right? So I, I would say cyber criminals have really upped their game and, and we have to up our game too to protect ourselves. I think organizations are doing a lot because they recognize the risk to their businesses. Um, but one of the one of the things that um, I'm I'm again, you know, trying to raise awareness is is to when we are operating within a in a business or in within the walls of the business, there's often cyber safety protocols that are in place. But so many of us work from home. So many of us use our own devices. And so all of these things are actually creating new risk. And so we have to go beyond what we used to do to, to help protect our, ourselves, our businesses, our customers. And, and, and that, that really is some of the things that, that need to change. So there are opportunities for us to, to, to really think more broadly, there's support and tools out there for, for everyone, you know, whether it's doing the free things or actually subscribing to services, but we need to, we need to be far more proactive uh, to keep up with the sophistication that is only going to continue. And, and bottom line, don't trust things. If, mm-hmm. if, it, if a deal is too good to be true, if you didn't expect that link, if that isn't the company that you, that you are, are working with, don't, don't trust, don't click, just be super, be super vigilant. Embrace uh, the mindset of a skeptic, I guess. hundred percent. You can never go wrong. And, and you can also call companies and make sure that it was them. You can, you can, you know, don't click on a link, go directly. There's so many things that you can do. That extra step is going to help keep you safer. Great. I, 
really enjoyed our chat. I've learned a lot and I, and thank you so much for your insight and take the time to just talk about something that I think people are very intimidated by and just don't even know how to even approach. So I think this will be super helpful for a lot of people. I hope so. Thank you for having me. Thanks Lee. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you liked, who you'd like to see on the show, and anything else you want to share. To keep up to date, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Until next time, ask yourself, what's your mission?